is our fourth session now on Ephesians 5, 22 to 24. And I said that last time, having dealt extensively with the meaning of submission of wives to their own husbands as to the Lord, we would now look at in everything. That submission should be as the church submits to Christ, the wife taking her key from the way the church should submit to Christ. She is also to submit in everything to her husband. What does in everything mean? And to show you the reason we need to focus on that and discover its extent and its limits is that we said two things about this which are pretty striking. We said, as to the Lord does not mean, strike through the equal, does not mean in place, in place of the Lord. So to submit as she submits to the Lord, submit to a husband as doesn't mean that he becomes Lord and the Lord ceases to be her Lord. Doesn't mean that. No, no. And then secondly, we said uh, the headship of the husband does not mean or does not replace, not replace the lordship of Christ. Two ways of saying the same thing here. So as to the Lord means not in place of the Lord, the husband stands, and not that the lordship of Christ is replaced by the headship of the husband. Which brings us now to, okay then, what does be subject or submit in everything mean? Because this clearly implies don't follow him into sin, right? So, is that submission? Has she obeyed the command to submit if when the husband beckons her into some kind of dishonesty or some kind of illicit sexuality or some kind of sin, she says to him, I can't follow you into that because I have a Lord above you. Is that submission? Has she suddenly become insubordinate? Has she failed to be subject in everything? So I'm implying that's really intended here. And if we say, well, maybe you're reading too much in uh, to this qualification here, and maybe the husband really does have the right to be Christ to her and to uh, get her to follow him into sin, and it's not her problem because she's obeying her husband like Jesus said to. So why wouldn't that be the case? Now, to get this explicit, let's go over to 1 Peter 
3, because here Peter makes some things really importantly clear. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, same as Ephesians 5.22, so that if some do not obey the word. So here we have an unbeliever. If some do not obey the word, obey the gospel, that phrase, obey the word, obey the gospel, is used a couple other times in 1 Peter. This is an unbeliever. They may be one, so her effort is to win him out of his disobedience or unbelief into Christianity, that they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. And drop down here. This is how the holy women who hoped in God, this is where she's getting her strength from to stand against her husband's unbelief and risk maybe even her life or a divorce or something by standing with Christ. Hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So this hope in God is making this woman fearless in her stand against her husband's unbelief in order that she might win him by a certain kind of beauty of gentle and quiet spirit. Okay, so that's the situation. Now, just think with me for a moment about what that implies about what submission is not. And I'm arguing that what this makes more or less explicit is implicit in saying, as to the Lord does not mean in place of the Lord, and the headship of the husband does not replace the lordship of Christ. I'm saying this is explicit here. Here they are, six things from First Peter that submission does not mean. It does not mean that you agree with your husband on everything. It can't be, because you disagreed about whether to be a Christian or not. Number two, it does not mean that you leave your brain at the altar, because you used your brain to listen to the gospel and weigh its merits and its evidences and then decide to follow Jesus at the risk of your life, perhaps. Third, it doesn't mean you don't try to influence your husband to change. The whole text is built on trying to win him to Jesus and how to do it in a submissive way rather than an, a, a confrontive way. Fourth, it does not mean putting the will of the husband before Christ, because Christ is clearly her new Lord, and she's standing with him over against an unbelieving husband. Fifth, it doesn't mean getting all her spiritual strength through her husband. Chapter 3, verse 5 said she's hoping in God. That's where she's getting her spiritual strength. She's going straight to God, not through her husband. And six, submission does not mean living or active in fear. She is called to be fearless. So we go back now and ask, all right, what then does in everything mean? And I'm going to suggest now, inferring from everything we've just seen about as here and about those six observations about su what submission is not in First Peter, I'm going to make a couple of statements, and you, 
You test them now to see whether they really do follow from what we've seen in the Bible. Submission is not, let's start with a negative, then a positive, not uh, yielding to every desire or request or command. In other words, I'm saying in everything here doesn't mean that. A wife submitting in everything doesn't mean this. Because of what we saw in First Peter and what's implied in as. Namely, if she is converted by Christ and he's not, she's not going to submit to his desire for her to be a Muslim or a Hindu or an atheist. (laughs) She's not, because Christ is her Lord. But what does it mean? But, positive, it means having a Christ dependent disposition to follow his or the husband's lead in every situation. So the every here is what I'm taking this to mean. There is no situation where a wife can legitimately say to her husband, you have nothing to say here. You are not in my life here. You don't count here. I don't think she ever talks like that or feels like that. In every situation, She has a Christ-dependent. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. She's depending on the grace of the Lord, the forgiveness of the Lord, the guidance of the Lord, a Christ-dependent disposition. And the reason I use the word disposition rather than behavior is because the behaviors will not necessarily look like submission. If the husband says, you must go have group sex with me tonight, She's going to say something like, you know that as a Christian, I can't do that. I want to follow you. I want to follow your lead. My disposition is to honor you as my head and leader, but you know I cannot do that. I have a Lord in heaven who calls me to this disposition, but on this behavior, I have to go with him. See the difference? She can still have a disposition of submission while the behavior says no. So if you ask me, can a wife submissively not do what her husband wants her to do? I'm going to say yes, because that's what the Bible demands. If the husband says, I want you to be a non-Christian, she's going to say, I can't do that, but she can do it. 
in a submissive way. So that's my effort to put the pieces of the scripture together with regard to what submission as to the Lord in everything involves.